And I was like, well, I kind of have this bad idea that we should sell air fresheners on the internet. And he was like, well, that's actually not that bad of an idea. And the next day he'd kind of prototyped some stuff and started figuring it out. I think, you know, growing up in, in the US, like, and then when you turn 16, the car is such a symbol of independence and it is such a part of your character that like, I want to brand that myself. Welcome back to Scent World, a show that explores the power of expressing yourself through scent. Today, we're featuring Ryan Bayless, the co-founder of Drift, based in Kaysville, Utah. Car air fresheners came about in the early 1950s, and since then have looked and smelled pretty much the same. In 2016, Ryan Bayliss and his co-founder Christian Thrapp set out to give car fresheners a much-needed refresh. Handcrafted from wood or stone, Drift's products are soaked in clean fragrance oils and attached to your car visor. They say they're designed to blend in with amazing scents that stand out. In this episode, Ryan sits down with Maria Nurislamova, Scentbird's co-founder and CEO. They reflect on the highs and lows of building online fragrance businesses that reach hundreds of thousands of customers every month. Ryan takes us back to the moment he delivered what he calls the world's worst elevator pitch. He shares advice on how to keep your car smelling great, how to combat nose blindness, and why atmospheric scenting can be a tool for personal branding. Break the conventional mold with Ryan Bayless on Scent World. Welcome to Scent World, Ryan. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, all right. So you had a career in video production. And yep. back in 2016, you and Christian, your co-founder, started Drift because you decided to re-envision the car freshener space. Yeah. Um, take me back to the time when it first began. Take me back to the time when you had that idea, the first glimpse of the future. Yeah. So um, I bought a used car. And... Uh, it had a little bit of a funk to it. So I wanted an air freshener for it. And to me, this car was like pretty sporty and I wanted something that matched that look and feel that I was going for. So I started looking around for stuff and there just wasn't anything. Like car fresheners are traditionally not good, if you ask me. <laughs> so nothing was out there. And I was like, what if we could reinvent this a little bit? Something that smells better, but also has a really cool look and feel. Um, and so I kind of had this idea for a wood air freshener, just something different. And I didn't do anything with it. I just had this idea. I, I probably have a whole notebook of these type of ideas and just like sat on it forever. And then um, I went for a hike with my friend uh, Christian and we were with our wives and he was like, uh, just asking me, we were kind of complaining about our desk jobs because, you know, as people do. And uh, he's like, you got any good business ideas? And I was like, well, I kind of have this bad idea that we should sell air fresheners on the internet. And he was like, well, that's actually not that bad of an idea. And the next day he'd kind of prototyped some stuff and started figuring it out. And it was kind of off to the races from there. Wow. That was quick. So uh, what was Christian's background? Did he know we, anything about car sales? No. Yeah. Neither of us have any background in fragrance. So we kind of had to wing it. So like our first step was to go to Whole Foods and buy a bunch of essential oils and start mixing our own fragrances, which worked out somehow. Some of those scents kind of ended up being uh, the influence for where we headed with it. But um, yeah, we had no background. Christian's background's in uh, like business and um, he's the Excel spreadsheet nerd. So <laughs> what were you guys mixing together with the oils? Was it citruses and the woody background? Oh yeah. We were like, we had no idea what we were doing. We would, we would just find some of their like pre-mixed ones or like oh, okay. yeah, a lot of the citrus ones we would do. The first day we did it, we like mixed them into red Dixie cups. But apparently if you, apparently if you mix citrus acid, citric acid into like plastics like that, it can eat through it, even though yeah. it's organic oil. We didn't know that. So the next day I had a whole pile of oil on my carpet, which was fun. I had to clean that up. But yeah, we had no idea what we were doing. So we just kind of figured it out from there. And um, we did a little Kickstarter to kind of launch it. And 
that's where we kind of realized we were onto something because it had a pretty good reaction and people were giving us really good feedback about what the sense should be and, and how it should work. So, but what you see today with the wood air freshener for drift is kind of still what we, what we went with. So. Yeah. Interesting. So back in the Kickstarter days, did you have the wood prototype the way it looks like right now? Was it like a very early iteration? That's pretty close to what it is still. So we, we always had the idea that it, it needed to be interchangeable so that you could switch it out every month. Because um, a big part about uh, car fresheners is nose blindness. So in in environments where we bring scent into the mix, our our brain will try to eliminate the scent once it knows that it won't kill us. <laughs> so yeah. it's part of our fight or flight system. So Nose blindness was a real thing. So we wanted to make sure that you could constantly switch it out and, and try something new. Um, so we've always had the magnet in there and we thought it was a really cool design to put it up on the visor. because That's a, a big piece of real estate that we're not really using um, for air fresheners. And it doesn't take up space on your hanging from your mirror or, you know, in a cup holder or something like that. So it's kind of out of the way, but still throws off a good scent. We have a lot of fun with the fragrances. I think that's the, the best part is kind of the storytelling we get to do around scent of the month and 12 different stories a year. I love the scent of the month program. Um, do you find that people fall in love with a particular fragrance and then they want you to keep it forever? But then you're like, no, we're on to the next one. Yeah. Do you think that's like a really hard thing with scent of the month is that there is like this finite thing with it that we don't generally bring them back. So we do have people that love it and they're like, yeah, I'd stay on this one forever. And it's like, yeah, we'll maybe bring it back. But for the most part, yeah, it's, it's one and done usually. But sometimes we find a winner that we you know, want to stick with. So. Um, I'm going to ask you to pick your favorite child ever, which I know is always the most fun question. Of all the scents of the month you've ever launched, what's the golden child that you're like, okay, well, this is the one? Yeah, so uh, I love, it was not a fan favorite, but there was a Hinoki scent that we did. So mm. I love all Hinoki scents. Um, I think it was called Zen. And my absolute favorite, though, is Seaside. So we did one in 2023 called seaside and it was super super good i loved it very uh had some really cool uh aquatic notes but also had some woodsy notes to it too smelled just like the pacific northwest like driving with your windows down in oregon it was it was a beautiful scent so yeah that's probably my yeah you can't pick your favorite child but yeah I know. you know what's my next you know what's you my just favorite did. yeah i did just i did, did. <laughs> but my favorite scent is the next one the next one yeah which you of know? course we cannot tell anybody no. what that is no never yeah no. have to keep it you know, exactly. Have to keep your secrets. Exactly. Uh, where do you guys get your inspiration from? Uh, scent of the month. So we try really hard to be seasonal. So we try to play kind of a good seasonal game. But then within that, we always are just kind of looking outside the box for inspiration. So whether it be our travels or, you know, different things that inspire us. Because I think for me, the, the funnest part is the storytelling. We joke it's, it's really hard to sell fragrance on the Internet because we have you can't smell it. So I have to put into your brain what something smells like. Right. And so to me, the fun part. And especially with my background in, in marketing and video and stuff has been, you know, how do we portray this scent in a cool visual aspect? So, yeah, we're always kind of looking outside the box and trying to find things that inspire us. And, and usually to me, the easiest ones, places like, you know, telling some of these descriptions, they always kind of always build a sense of place. That's fantastic. Um, let's talk a little bit about your product lineup because wood is not the only thing that you have. So yeah. how was stone born and what is stone? Yeah. So stone's, uh, kind of our newest product, um, very similar to the wood in that it's magnetic, um, but also a really cool organic texture. So it looks more like concrete, um, but it holds the scent really, really well and throws the scent really good over, over a period of time. So lasts a little longer and, and we, we wanted to play with a new material in the car. Um, but I think it's a, it gives you this other feeling in there it's a little more stark a little more kind of just i mean it's stone so it's you know it's got that rock texture to it um but it's i still think it brings apart uh, the big thing for us is the organic side of it like we want these organic materials we want it to feel kind of bespoke each one is a little different if you get a wood piece no two wood pieces are ever the same so it's really fun that way stone's a lot like that each time that we do a new scent it kind of holds it a little different looks a little different every time um but we always want to play kind of in these organic materials and not always the stark plastics that you see in the traditional air fresheners. Got it. Did you feel like something was missing from your portfolio and that's why you wanted to do stone? Was it a different thought process, different customer perhaps? Yeah, we, we kind of wanted to open it up a little more because I think the wood um, is very specific and like if you like that type of material, you know, like I think very specific. Um, so yeah, we wanted something else that that kind of broadened our scope a little bit more. Um, we've also got metal, which blends in a little bit better on the dash. So if you don't want anything, you don't even want to see it necessarily. It blends 
in perfectly and lets you control the scent a little bit better too. So we've got the wood, the stone, and the metal kind of to, to cover our whole gambit there for look and feel in the car. Okay, like a loaded question, but like what is your most favorite feature about Drift? Like why do you think it's superior to everything else that's out there? Yeah, it's a good question. So I think to me, the one is the look and feel. Like I just think that uh, the car is the second most expensive thing that most of us buy. You know, you might buy a house, but your car is right up there. And for the most part, we're just using cheap air fresheners in there. And that's just, there's some irony there to me. You might see a Maserati with a something hanging from the visor. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's there's a little bit of a dichotomy there. And also the fragrances. Like, I think that we've all kind of settled for these subpar fragrances in our cars. And we felt like there needed to be something better, some candle quality sense there that, you know, really make you have a brand inside of this car that's that's yours. I think, you know, growing up in, in the US, like my childhood, and then when you turn 16, the car is such a symbol of independence and it is such a part of your character that like, I want to brand that myself, right? Like I think in high school, you kind of start to pick your cologne or whatever. Mine was Aqua Digio, don't judge me. But, you know, we start to have those Aqua Digio or Fierce. Abercrombie Fierce. I love both. Okay, no great. judgment. Yeah, fierce, no judgment fierce was here. My thing. I still love Fierce. Okay, you'll notice a few of our scents were inspired by Fierce. Like I love that scent. But uh, you know, as we pick those things and and we um, we tried to make those car, like the car part of our character. I think this helps. This, this you get to like brand it with the fragrance. Yeah. What I was impressed with as as we were looking at Drift. Um, and uh, for our listeners that don't know, Drift now is a part of the Sunbird family of brands. We have acquired Drift um, slightly over a year ago. Yep. Um, but what I was really, really impressed with is the community that you guys have built. You have such a passionate community. It's almost like a cult following. So talk to me a little bit about the birth of that community, because most brands could never get to that level of um, I know, passion or like eliciting that passion from people. So what do you think is it about Drift that enables you to do that. Yeah, I think early on we had a really good group of early adopters that that bought the product and a lot of our customer base is still around from the the early days from our Kickstarter and stuff. Um, and they're very vocal on the feedback. So I think we get a lot of really really good feedback around our sense and and how we're doing and um and that helps us in the like development of new sense. You know, we can always come up with something, but is it something that people actually want to smell, you know? And so I think we look to that community and they're super vocal and tell us, you know, tell us what's good, bad, ugly. And, and, uh, and it's been really great and fun to work with them to, to build out what we want. And we always try to keep it personal too. So I, I dive into our customer service sometimes and help with some of that stuff too. So sometimes you get to actually work with me and That's see. That's your second job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> the after hours job. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to you know, hop in the DMs and, and see what's going on. But um, yeah, we always like to work with our, our customers and, and try to make sure, you know, we're saying get a good uh, heartbeat on them. Yeah. Um, I was also going to ask you how much of your personal taste goes into the scent of the month as opposed to you really in like knowing who the customer is. I'm asking because, you know, having built a, a startup in the fragrance space myself, I used to get into the trap of um, like thinking that everybody has a similar taste to me. And I'm a Rose fan and most of the U.S. is not. Yeah, Let's just say that. Um, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, it smells like grandma. And so, you know, there's only so much I can do to try to like, yeah. you know, lead sun, our sun birdies into like loving the rose. So what was that like? Did you have a similar experience as a founder of like at some point you have to like distance yourself or is your taste just dead on and like everything you love, the community loves as well? Well, I don't think I'm I'm not going to go like egotistical and say that I'm dead on. <laughs> but I do think that we, you know, I think um Traditionally, on the car side, they t it tends to like masculine stuff tends to work a little bit better. So I do think that like I do like the woodsier sense, and and for us that's worked really really well. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's always tough. You want to make sure that you're you're always trying to push the limits a little bit to try and see if like to your point, may maybe there is a great rose out there that you can try to convince people that they they may like, you know. And so I think sometimes we do push a little bit with the scent of the month to try to get something a little different. We've always said no vanilla at Drift, but what we really mean by that isn't no vanilla. It's just not just vanilla. It needs to be something else. So we've done vanilla birch or, you know, something that mixes with that. Um, and I think for us, yeah, always trying to make it a little more sophisticated, level it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We miss sometimes. That's okay. You know, <laughs> it's okay. I, I, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. I don't know that I, uh, but it's not all me either. My team's really, really good. And I think we, we actually, between all of us, I think we have a good, you know, pulse on what people like and 
Um, we'll get into our big sniffing meetings that we do to kind of pick the scent of the months. We'll get into some battles around what we like, what we don't like. But who usually wins? Uh, I don't know. We're, it's Consensus? Pretty, yeah, it's pretty democratic. Okay. You know, we try to we try to make sure that everyone's voice is heard. But no, but if I want to put my foot down, I'll pick a scent. Okay. Just I know uh, having clean formulas is very important to mm-hmm. you and also sustainability is very important. And talk to us a little bit about the wood and why you selected that wood as well. So wood manufacturing in the United States has been sustainable since like the 20s. So um, we use alder, which is actually a weed tree. So it traditionally isn't used in a ton of things. They call it poor man's cherry. Um, it's it's what they use in like cabinet making and stuff. So it's actually super sustainable, um, really easy to get get a hold of in the United States. Um, so the wood is actually, we, we call it grown, cut, and made in the U.S. So um, it's been a really great material, and we really like working with it. Um, it absorbs the scent really, really well, too. So kind of holds the scent perfectly. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool wood. And I love the look. I think the look is so fun, especially you get that soaked in oil. And it's just the, every like I said, everyone's different. And so it's kind of got its own little signature you know, every piece, every piece is bespoke. Yeah, I love it. I got to collect them all. Exactly. It's going to be yeah. hard. <laughs> like Pokemon, yeah. Christian, uh, my co-founder, literally for the first year of the business, he hand cut them. Like he oh, was wow. making every single one. How as many we did. pieces would you say you guys were shipping at the time per uh, month? I don't know. I think like at our peak, Christian was probably shipping like he was probably making like 1500 or 2000 when he was making them by hand. That's a lot to but, make like, by hand. Yeah, they weren't like there was no process to it. Like he was literally cutting them, running them over like a band sander. And I don't know all the tools. He was doing it all on that, on that side. And then we'd ship them out of my garage. It was very classic entrepreneurial story. Well, I love that. I love all the grit. So tell us more, like what, what are some of the other crazy entrepreneurial, like shoestring budget things that you guys had to do in the early days to get this off the ground? Yeah. So like our biggest, like fatal moment was our original thesis was that we could ship these using stamps. So we thought we could put them in an envelope and just put a stamp on it and call it good, which worked until we got to about a hundred pieces. And then the post office was like, yeah, no, you can't do that. So we had to kind of go back to the drawing board and figure out how to ship them differently, um, which was always a battle, but we figured it out. And so there was a moment, I think I was sitting in a restaurant with my in-laws and we got a thing from USPS was like, yeah, you can't do this at all. And we thought we were kind of, we Done. thought that was it. All right. I'm sitting there panicking, you know? And uh, anyways, we worked through it, figured it out, but (laughs) definitely one of those moments where we could not be sitting here if we gave up, you know? Like almost like flipping to the the other side and like looking at, like, did you have the pinch me moments where you're like, okay, I think this is a thing. Like where you're like, Christian, I think this is going to be big. Yeah. And I I still think there was like always, listen, I'm a hedger when it comes to like some of that stuff. I think, I, I think as you're an entrepreneur, you can be, I think now I'm less risk averse. Like I think I could, I, I've learned that jumping actually usually helps you know like build the build a plane on the way down kind of a thing Mm -hmm. and i think um there was the moment where we quit our we both had full-time jobs and we were kind of hedging with it to try to like you know should we should we quit and go full-time on it and i i think that by doing that we kind of forced the business to go um and i think that was kind of the, the kind of inflection point um we took on some investment in like the first year of the business and those guys always pushed us in a good way. I think it was always really good to have good mentors. And um, but as we kind of were getting ready to go, they kind of gave us the shove out the out the door of the plane. And, and yeah, we built that, put the wings together on our way down. But um, I think that was kind of the big moment was when we quit quit our regular jobs. So I think my parents thought we were nuts. And they were like, "What are you doing? I'm selling air fresheners on the internet." You know, again, I've always said it's the world's worst elevator pitch. You know, like, so I can't smell them before, but. Well, you know. we've convinced over a hundred thousand people to do it. So yeah. not the worst. You know how it is. I know Of all the is. people, but you have I the most know, I get it. Selling fragrances online is a definition of insanity. Yeah. But we're yeah. here and we're insane. And we're, it's great. we're here. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think in, in, you know, in hindsight, I think they still, I still think my parents are kind of like blown away with how it's ended up, you know, <laughs> but uh, my mom will be, she's the first to tell me all her opinions on the scent so she's at the end of the month though so it's a little delayed but it's good (laughs) um did any of the early stage feedback from your customers like really stay with you like something like an insight that came through your community um dang you just you just knocked me off the rails really did i yeah we had that we had that with sunburn well actually i remember the story um 
It was back in 2015, so really, really early days. And that was not an insight, but it was quite funny. And that was the time when we did customer interviews still mm-hmm. with people. And you're supposed to do them in person, at least like the nor- like the, the traditional way of doing sure. customer interviews is in person. And so I show up with my little fragrance samples um, to a Starbucks. And this lady, she's she's been subscribed, I think, for nine months or something, really loves fragrances. And like she literally took me by the hand and she's like, please don't die as in like, please don't like, I hope Sandbird is not dying. And that's why you're talking to me because she's like, I'm going to buy like 10 subscriptions. Just don't go out of business. And I'm like, oh, wow, there are people that are really passionate about what I'm building. Yeah. And that just really stuck with me as like uh, in the fragrance world, usually like in, in the industry, when you meet people, everybody says, well, you know, fragrances are kind of like, we're not saving lives. Like we're not curing cancer. So like really like and i think that's a way how people keep themselves humble in this industry but i've also seen the reverse like i've seen fragrance bring so much good mm-hmm. and happiness into people's lives and that was the aha moment for me when you know talking to customers like how much fragrance meant to them personally and we also had the same thing during covid where you would think that the fragrance consumption during covid like fine fragrance consumption would go down but we had the hugest like just like skyrocketing numbers both in people like being like how how much they loved scentbird how much they used on a daily basis and it's because it was like a pick me up like a daily right. pick me up for them like it really made them feel good and so i was wondering if you had that moment or something similar where you're like okay christian like we're really changing the world here you know uh we'd always hear the stories of like Oh, my girlfriend stole mine, so I had to buy a second one. We hear that all the time. And like, I think those points are really fun. I think our traditional buyer and some of the early uh, Drift customers, they didn't have a fragrance background. So we're kind of letting them try new things that they wouldn't normally try. And I think um, educating a little bit too along the way around, you know, scent notes and stuff. I didn't know what a top note, middle and base note was. You know, as, we, as we've been acquired by Scentbird, we brought in the best noses in the world, you know, like these people will... I've worked for the big top fragrance companies, and I think it's really fun to to work with you guys around formulations and coming up with new things. Um, but I also think we we still bring like this drift everyman kind of thing to it, where it's like we can we can go really deep and come up with some really crazy fragrances. But ultimately, we want something that just smells good and and does elevate the space that you're in. All right, so we're going to switch things up. Okay. Um, We have pulled some tips from the internet. Okay. Um, People sharing ideas on how to make your car smell better. Besides drift? Besides drift. Yeah, I know, right? Well, besides drift. And um, I'm going to read some of them to you. And then I just want to hear your reactions like, yay, nay. Okay. Would you do that? Would you not? I don't know. (laughs) Deal. The first one. Whenever I clean my car, I spray Febreze fabric freshener on all the upholstery and even the carpet, then leave it with the windows down to let fresh air in. I mean, if you have to leave the windows down, do you think it's a bad thing? But I, I, I won't, for, for legal reasons, I won't go too in-depth here. <laughs> okay, I good. don't like that one. No, no, you wouldn't do that. I mean, that's fine. If, it's, if it smells that bad, we might want to just total the car. <laughs> <I see. laughs> just kidding. Take the trash with you every time you get out of the car. That's a good idea. It's sometimes unreasonable. Um, I have kids and as much as I want to be like just so good and clean my car and keep it just perfect, you have children, it's impossible. And yeah. so, you know, just depends on how close a garbage can is. That's a good idea though. I like that one. Yeah. Expectation versus little, reality. Yeah. Always... You know, I'm like, the, I'm like the classic dad. I'll have like little garbage around, you know, whatever. But yeah, no, it's sometimes it's hard because you don't have garbage can close. Yeah. Drive with the windows down when the weather is mild rather than using air conditioning. I'm all about that. Yeah. Windows down all the time. Awesome. Yeah. Windows down, sound up, bumping some of those early 2000s pop punk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Love it. With, with, with your kids in the... Absolutely. Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. All the Taylor albums. Love it. Yeah. Um, here's another one. I throw a dryer sheet under the driver's seat about once a week. Um, a pack of 25 is like a dollar, and so maybe $3 a year and keeps it smelling fresh. Yeah. They should check the internet on what's in those things. I think dryer sheets are traditionally really bad. So if you're like trying to stay chemical free, maybe don't go that route. <laughs> okay. Again, ask the internet, not me though. You know, I right. don't like that one. Right. I'm not a big dryer sheet guy. I like the, I like the dryer balls. I use the little felt ones, you know, okay. a little cleaner. Yes. Um, your car probably has a cabin air filter. Change it every so often. Yeah, that's a good one. Cool. Yeah, I like that one. Sometimes sometimes you can just drop a little essential oil in there. Oh, we have one about essential oils. You want to hear that one? Um, my sister had given me little glass bottles of scented oils for a burner at home, and I left them in the car. Now my car smells amazing all the time. 
That's, that's fine. I still think Drift's the better option. You get to, you know, control it a little better, but sure, that one's fine. That and one's also fine. a new one shows up every month. You can't yeah. really beat that. Yeah, exactly. And seasonality, you know, like also don't use lavender in your car. You want to stay awake while you're driving, you know, peppermint, right. maybe, but maybe. not lavender. And a citrus. Yeah, citrus wake you up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but also we're all about blends at Drift, right? Oh, yeah. And when you're yeah. going with blends, it's just the more sophisticated fragrance. Yeah, it's not just a straight one up, ingredient. you know, yeah. Yeah, one, one note. Ingredient. Yeah. This is interesting. Scented candles, not lit, especially in the summer when they, uh, when they get a chance to melt. It's not a bad idea. It seems sketch, though. Am I going to get wax all over my car? And like, then also you're using the cup holder. Yeah, I, and I mean... Which is like a big deal. Probably um, using a cup holder. Where I'm else a, are you going to put a candle? Yeah, I'm a traditional American here, and I count the number of cup holders I got in my car. Yeah, no, I know. And those are important. I never get enough. I never have cup holders enough. the better, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't drive a minivan, but that's why I would get one. More cup holders. Yeah. More cowbell. <laughs> Forget the new car smell. You won't find a product that imitates it well. And besides, the real new car smell is actually bad for you. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, new car. You don't like, we all like it, but it's all the plastics off-gassing in your car. Yeah. Not good. Not Did great. you guys ever try to recreate the new car smell? We've no. like, we've like dug into it a little bit. There's two scents that are super hard to do. New car, because it is just freaking Plastic. plastics. <clears throat> and leather. Like in order to get a really good leather, it's like you're just pushing limits. We did have a leather and there's <laughs> backing up to the community. We got rid of leather and there was a hundred people on leather and they were the most vocal people we've ever had. I still think they're mad at me. I probably you discontinued uh, it. Yeah. And if I, it, because in my opinion, it smelled, how can I describe this? I'm going to use my, I'm going to use my talents here. It smelled like if you had an uncle and your uncle smoked camel lights, it's what his couch would smell like. It was like this faded cigarette secondhand smoke smell but it kind of smelled like leather i for whatever reason though everybody loved it <laughs> and so if we can ever recreate a good leather we'll get there but it's leather leather's really hard to like nail down without getting some funky olfactory notes that kind of may smell different um use an ozone machine to clean the car <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, because a lot of times, like, if you buy a used car, they'll usually use one of those anyways. But sometimes those, sometimes this, the, like, sprays they'll let off in a used car, they use, like, crazy stuff to kind of kill the scent. So I don't, again, I don't love that. Yeah. But. No, I feel you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> don't keep things in your car. So many people I know treat their cars like it's storage space. Stop it. Tell that, I mean, tell that to my kids. They, I, they use it as a storage space. Yeah, I can't stop them. I try. <laughs> well, they're in charge, so. They're in charge. They <laughs> want to eat in and out in the car, okay? Yeah. And I'm not in charge. <laughs> um, anything else on the car scenting that you, like, I don't know, any tried and trues for you that you do or, like, tips that have not been mentioned? Yeah, so sometimes what we'll see in, like, bigger cars is, um, like, if you have, like, a bigger SUV, like a Yukon or something, um, people will put like the regular visor freshener up and they'll get one of our metals and put it on the back vents in the mm -hmm. same scent. So that's an interesting one. If you have a bigger car, you want to scent a little bit more. Um, but yeah, other than that, like just use drift. It's the best. Yeah. And like layering as well, right? Like you can mm -hmm. get a, a wood piece and then like a spray yeah. <laughs> and freshen it up. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, we have the sprays and you can use them in your car and keep one in there just in case, you know, maybe you went and picked up Indian food and you got to cover up that curry in a hurry. <laughs> I love that. You yeah, rhyme now. We're, we're working on copy right now. <laughs> That's but, great. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a good idea to keep the spray in there too. Have you ever gotten a request to make a fragrance from your community and you're like, there's just no way? Cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> ah, interesting. We hear that No one. way? Not going to do cannabis? No, we might. We might. But what if we do it, we'll, we'll probably do it as a drop. A limited edition. An April scent, you know, maybe around the 20th. Yeah. I think okay, the 20th yeah. of April, maybe we drop maybe, it there. Maybe, I don't but, know. Yeah, other than that, that one, that one, I think you'd probably get in trouble getting pulled over. There's some good cannabis out there, though, scents. Yeah. I don't know about the other stuff, <laughs> but the, uh, the fragrance, there's some good ones. Malin Getz makes a good one. That's yes. not so, uh, that's not so. Obvious. Dank. Yes. It's not so obvious. Uh, who else does, uh, uh, boy smells. Oh yeah. Cowboy you're right. Kush. Kush. Yes. They do. Cowboy Kush? That. Is it cowboy? Maybe. I think they, make, they make like four different. I was about to say, really like, I good. think they, they have more than one. I like all their scents. Yeah.
All right. So we're going to talk about some of the most favorite, the most loved Drift fragrances. Let's do it. It would be fun if you could tell us, you know, well, first describe the scent, you know, what it, what it smells like, maybe some of the notes and then yeah. the inspiration behind it or like why you want it to have in the lineup, why you think it's important. Okay. And we're going to start with Amber. Amber. Amber is, Amber is... Um, fresh leaves after a rainstorm. It's so clean, so fresh. It's like a f- spring day with the windows open. Man, I love amber. Aww. Was that good? Was yes. that what you wanted? Yes. Okay. Well, uh. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I want the truth, right? Would you buy I it? Want the truth. Would you buy it? Click buy now. Put it in your cart. Well, I, I, I've already smelled amber and I love amber. But with Would my, I buy with it my off, pitch. Off, of, off of your pitch, yes. Okay, thank you. Yes, one, one billion percent. All right, pine. Pine. Pine is uh, windows down, driving through Utah, home state, mm-hmm. uh, through one of our great national forests. Uh, it had rained yesterday, so it's a little mm. damp, but you got that kind of piney smell, but just fresh. And man, the sun? Just, a little bit of sun. A it's sunny. Bit. Yeah, it's okay. sunny now. Yeah, it was raining yesterday, but it's sunny now. And you're headed to the lake and you're gonna have a good day at the lake. And yeah, that's Add that's to pine. card. Add uh, to card. Good. Okay. Great. Sold on that one for okay. sure. Great. Wait, wait, wait. And 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 maybe a little bit of fresh cut too. You know? Mm. There's a you drive past a logging camp. Oh, so wow. you also get those kind of cut pine notes. Even better. Sustainable logging camp. Sustainable is very cutting. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's important. Yes, I get it. <laughs> Grove. Grove. Amalfi Coast. Mm. You're sitting there. You got a glass of limoncello. Um, and you're, they just fresh cut, fresh cut uh, sugared grapefruit. And man, you're just looking out at the view of Positano. And you're going to go out on the boat later. And I mean, that's decadent. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds like you, you did it before. Yep. <laughs> it's nice one to be time, able to bottle memories like one, that. One time I was with my wife and we rented a boat in Positano and we get in and it's this cute old Italian guy is probably 75 and he goes, this go forward, this go back. Have fun. I'm like, <laughs> you're just letting me take this boat out. That's literally all, that's, that's the instructions. Like it wasn't like, don't go buy the, don't go buy the hundred thousand dollar or hundred million dollar yachts. Just you're good. Like that was it. Okay. <laughs> And what happened then? I, <laughs> Did you guys get rallied. in trouble? No, we were great. No, we were, great. were just yeah. winging it. Yeah, it was great. It was a fun day on the on the on the Amalfi Coast, mm. just cruising around in our boat that I had no idea how to drive. I figured if I needed to, I could just pull my phone out and YouTube it. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still here. Let's go forward. Let's go back. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> teak, one teak. of my favorites. Teak is so good. Uh, teak is. Um, your Hemingway's let you on his boat. It's covered in teak and he's smoking a cigar on the back deck. He's just fought a giant tuna. Mm-hmm. And now you're on the boat with him celebrating and you're headed back to Havana for a nice aperitif. Mm-hmm. And that's what it smells like. Oh, that's fun. That was a longer pitch. No, I like that. Yeah, more elaborate. Yeah. Super sophisticated. <laughs> I love it. What's your teak pitch it's your favorite you go oh gosh no no don't put okay. me on the spot uh i can pitch you something else okay <laughs> coffee coffee is uh coffee you're in portland and you're at one of those bougie coffee spots where it's it's a little pretentious like they're gonna tell you this crazy single origin coffee story and they're gonna do like an eight minute pour over and it's through some elaborate glass machine mm. and but man is it the most decadent smelling cup of coffee you've ever smelled in your life with a hint just a dash of oat milk mm. not not a lot because you want to taste the flavors of the coffee so maybe you take a sip first and then you put a little dash of oat milk in there because it's got a little bit of it's got a little bit of latte in it so it's got like a little bit of vanilla note but it's very subtle so it's it's a good coffee scent it's not like faded coffee it's not like coffee breath you know it's it's good <laughs> uh, I have to ask, what's your favorite coffee? Like, what inspired? I mean, other than Oregon, uh, I don't know the one inspired it. Best coffee, go uh, uh, Sleepy Monk, which is in Oregon. Oh, is it? Yeah, cool. They're in Cannon Beach. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we'll do one last one. Cabana. Cabana. Cabana is you're in we're in your favorite place, Tulum, <laughs> and your poolside 
it's that perfect coconut sunscreeny scent mm-hmm. that smells like you've been just a little bit of laying by the pool, but mm-hmm. you're about to jump in. You know, that kind of sunny, salty scent. It smells not like sweaty, vacation. Not sweaty. That not sounded sweaty. like I was talking about sweat. I'm not talking about no, sweat. No, no, no. I didn't get uh, that. It's very vacation-y, um, yeah. but it definitely takes you like, it's, it's one of the best ones to fire up in the winter when you're sick of winter. There's a, there's a prime timed winter as a Utah, and I know this. So December, January, fun in winter. Early February starts to get less fun. Fire up Cabana because then it's like, okay, now it's time to go somewhere tropical. Get out of the snow for a minute and then come back and appreciate it. You know, that's Cabana. I love that. Did you guys ever try like floral smells in the car? So we had Bloom mm-hmm. for a while, um, which was really, it was a floral one. It's actually one of my favorite scents. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really nice note. I can't remember all the notes that were in that. It was very similar to like um, a flower bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's got some kind of vanilla to it. I don't know. You probably know the notes better than me on those ones, but it was it was close to Flower Bomb, but it wasn't quite the same. But yeah, I liked that one a lot. We've done floral a couple times. Again, sometimes it's not always everyone's favorite. Yeah, we did Iris, um, which was a fun one. And it, it we always again try to play off of take some woodsy notes and throw in the floral because mm-hmm. I think on our side mostly uh, heavy floral, no rose. No rose. I wouldn't put a rose in the car either. I get it. I get it. But I think, you know, what could be fun. A tulip. Hmm, Tulip would be fun. Bayredo has a really, really nice tulip. You can totally see that in the car. Bayredo has one of my favorite scents of all time called Mojave Ghost. Oh, I love Mojave Ghost. So like deserty and just perfect. Yeah, but it has that that tinge of um, freshness as well. Yeah, totally. Love that. Yeah. Love that. As we've mentioned before, Drift has... A lovely community, a very vocal community. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, the things that they say um, could be uh, inspiration for future and an opportunity for improvement. Yeah. We have some quotes here from, you know, our son of the month subscribers. Some of them positive. Some of them are more like mean tweets. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. I know. Not to put you on the spot or anything. So I'm going to read them um, to you. And yeah, I would just love to get your, <laughs> your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> all right. Are they all, they, they're all mostly nice? They're mostly nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I decided to, you know, um, go easy on you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> all right. So this one is from Brian. Brian is saying. Brian's great- got an extra letter in his name. No, he, he, he does not. <laughs> not this Brian. Okay. Um, great smell and not too strong. And when the next month comes in, I'll take the old one and put on an air vent in my house. Good idea. Yeah. I like that. I sometimes will like take the vent off and put it down in the vent so you don't see it. And then it's like, well, what smells so good? I like it. Yeah. Good idea, Brian. Love it. Cool. Um, this one is from Nicole, also on the scent of the month. Uh, this one is forget a room. Oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Um, wonder why you picked this one. I don't know. Why did you? No, why'd you pick it? Why did why'd I you pick, pick it? this quote? <laughs> I'm trying to shout out, get a room here. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. It's a great scent. It's a great scent. Yeah. Top um, five. Yes. Top five of yours. Mm-hmm. Top one of mine. Oh, yeah, that's your favorite scent? Well, that's your favorite child? Well, it was the first one that we launched for Confessions of a Rebel Brand. And it took me so long. Like literally for two years, I was... I just couldn't get it right. And I'm a little bit, um, a little bit of a perfectionist. I really? don't know if you've noticed that about really? me. I don't know. I need to get things just right. And um, I was, um, I don't know how many submissions we went through and like how many samples I've smelled. Like it had to be hundreds, hundreds. And nothing was just like the one. And I remember I took like 10 samples with me to Hawaii, uh, a family trip that we do. and. Um, I just randomly like um, sprayed this one and then I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And I've smelled the scent before, like because sometimes I would do like rounds upon rounds of the same mm-hmm. <laughs> smells too, just to see if anything catches my eye. And then I kept just reapplying it day after day and realizing that that was one of the most addictive smells I've ever experienced. It's very addictive. And that's how I knew we had the one, but it kind of surprised me out of nowhere. I haven't moved it out of my car since I put the tester in. <laughs> 
It's oh, been my favorite scent. Oh, it's good. It's so good. It's yeah. good. It's really hard to do gender fluid. Totally. It's really hard to do gender fluid. And when we created Confessions of a Rebel, I set out to do a brand that, you know, because usually with like unisex or gender fluid, you have one gender that like loves the brand and the scent and the other gender that tolerates it. Sure. And I was like, enough's enough. Like, can we build something where both genders are going to be equally hyped and excited and get a room is, is that. I have the full size bottle of get a room at my house. And... I'll smell some days where I'm like, pretty sure my wife just put that on too. She loves it. We yeah. both we both use the same bottle. It's like yeah. the best. I love it. Yeah. It's a great scent. Oh, thank Good you. Good job. Oh, thank you. I tried. It only took me two years. Scent of the month, you get a room, is like what sexy should smell like. Mm -hmm. Very yummy. To me, it smelled like a man that I want to keep smelling. Love that. Steal in his hoodie, you know, <laughs> spraying it on the pillow. Classic. <laughs> love it. <laughs> if it was a man, who is it? Oh, you're asking me? Who's a celebrity me? crush? I'm going Jared Leto. Oh, God. I don't have a celebrity crush that's a male. Uh, I don't even know. Like a young Leo. Oh. Like a young Leo, though. Like a little bit older than Titanic, but like not the, <laughs> not, not the revenant Leo. <laughs> but... Okay. So Leo's, Leo's style of Leo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never mind. That was a bad joke. Cut that, cut that. Cut that. All right, moving on. <clears throat> this one is about Cabana. It's from Jessica. Cute is where it stopped for me. Vetiver was far too prominent for me or any of my passengers. Those are picky people that know scent somehow. <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know that I pick out Vetiver on that one. But I also me either, am to be honest. less of an untrained nose as the whole Sempered crew. I'm getting better by the day at my notes <laughs> yeah yeah that's you know what if you're that picky by all means shoot us an email we'll help you out we'll get you something you may like yeah then great completely agree proud of her though like that's cool that she knows the notes we have one more uh, on cabana from Anne. um thought it would smell beachy smelled like a cigar box which is great if you like that I don't get cigars with that one, but maybe we sent her the wrong one or something because it's, I don't think it smells like cigars. It smells like coconut. <laughs> it does smell like coconut. It smells like sunscreen. Yes, it does. Um, okay, this one is about pine and it's from Ashley. Um, I'm concerned that you all have never smelled the real pine tree before. <laughs> I don't know what this is trying to smell like, but it is nothing like a pine and it's nothing like I want to smell in my car. I hope for your sake that your other scents are not as rank as this whorish stink claiming to be the pine scent. Whorish? Yeah, that's what she said. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face, Ryan. I failed. Uh, no, we appreciate feedback. We love feedback. We love feedback. That feedback. one's a little salty. A little we, bit. We could, we could soften that one up a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it smells pretty piney. I don't know. That's that's harsh. I think Again, maybe we misshipped. <laughs> it's rare, but it happens it sometimes. Happens. So yeah. maybe we sent her the wrong one. I don't know what of our sense smells whorish though. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's the the I don't think that's what you guys are going for. No, with I wasn't the woodsy going for that fragrances, on the... like a lot of your stuff is it smells like the woods. Yeah, so. I don't know that that's the one that I would pull. That's not the adjective I'd run with there. But pine's pine's pretty piney. Yeah. So how how do you learn to like live with negative feedback <laughs> asking for a friend i hired a customer service team because it hurts me so i don't i try to stay far away from it <laughs> i used to read because like i was obsessive about reading uh, reviews um when we first launched confessions i was reading every single review and sometimes more than once and you know anytime you get like a one or two stars it like really breaks your heart huh. and the stuff that people say also breaks your heart and then i just learned to you know skip some of them <laughs> one one thing we did for a while too and i i still like to do it every once in a while but those is when you humanize the brand and realize that like and i try not to give super negative feedback to other brands because i know that there's generally a human on the other side that would like to make it better generally um but yeah so sometimes i'll hop in there and be like hey thanks for the feedback and usually it's like i'm sorry i wrote it this way and you're like yeah it did hurt my feelings yeah <laughs> but also i got thick skin at this point so you get used we're to it we're generally good okay yeah. and no. if you don't like our scent like i said if you don't like our scent hit us up we'll work with and, you and try to find you something that you do like and there's also next month always next always month next and month. there's yeah with scent of the month 12 12 new ones to try so. yes Cool. So now we're going to talk about 
scent memories and just in general, like your scent preferences, what is your favorite scent of all time ever? Fierce, fierce, like Abercrombie fierce, like brings me back to this nostalgic place of like being 15 and carefree and the, the weekends, the only thing you're, you know, that's the most important thing is just what's going to happen, you know, next. So yeah, fierce, fierce is like my, my, every time I smell it, it's like so nostalgic to me. Well, what if I were to rephrase that question instead of like, you know, the fine fragrance, like sure. if you could pick any smell ever that like, is like, okay, Got I it. really love that smell. What would it be? What's my like favorite go-to scent, like plate, like where, where does the scent take me, huh? Yeah. So I, I grew up in Utah and we have down in Southern Utah, you have the desert and there's this like, uh, there's a scent that's like the desert after rain mm. and it's this really fun, sagebrushy, wet scent. And to me, that kind of takes me back to childhood going on these trips down to St. George and, and Zion National Park and mm. that stuff. And so I'd, I'd probably say that. I and if I could that. bottle that, I could. I'd love to. But there's some scents that get close, though. Like, I think the the Mojave Ghost that we were talking about yeah. earlier, that one is pretty close. Or a Santal is kind of, Santal 33 has kind of got some notes like that. Unless you think it smells like pickles. Well, you, you think it smells like pickles, not it's me. It's pickle so. notes. <laughs> I love Santal. I do, too. Yeah. But it kind of smells like pickles. <clears throat> For me, my favorite smell of all time is fresh cotton grass. Love we it. We did that once yeah we called it fairway fairway yeah it's like a nice golf did it scent. do well we did it as a drop and it did pretty well yeah, yeah. it was super fun around father's day it's a good father's day drop yeah that's a good scent i mowed my lawn yesterday and that it smells smell. great love yeah. it love yeah. it i don't know it just takes what's, me back to childhood so i have an electric lawn mower now which is kind of lame because that old fresh cut smell has a little bit of like mower exhaust in it though it's got to have that like four stroke like honda mower scent to it too though to but me. hey like the best fragrances always have something weird Super in them weird. Yeah, yeah like civet mm. yeah yeah no ds and durga has a bunch of those like that uh the diesel one yeah love that so goofy i yeah. love it yeah it's all about the blend how you blend things up exactly what's the first scent you smell when you enter your car right now get a room right yeah. if you didn't have get a room uh it's hard to imagine i know Probably just be like leather. Leather. I don't know. I try yeah. to get, I like leather. Yeah. Right now my car smells like leather. <laughs> it's still a newish car, so yeah, still smells exactly. like, almost like smell, when you just got it. Almost smells like plastic. Almost guessing. smells like plastic. Yeah. What's the first scent you smell when you enter your home? Uh, cooking usually. Something Aww. nice. You know, maybe we've made cookies or Aww. we make cupcakes a lot and muffins. So, yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Is that what Baked was inspired by, one yeah, of the baked, fragrances? Baked smells like holiday holiday cooking, like my mom cooking sugar cookies or something, you know, and making them for the neighborhood. Hmm. There you go. What's the most exhilarating smell you've ever come across? I really love uh, Malin and Getz Dark Rum. Oh, I love that one, too. So good. And it's like, it's not rummy. It's like, no. it's really like almost chocolatey or something it's like but it's rich and so yeah. fun and that's maybe the most exhilarating i, I like, like that, that one and that one there they did a no, great... no 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 i'm 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 going back you're going back debaser really yeah first time i smelled it i was at a hotel <laughs> and they had a hand soap of it and i cannot buy the hand soap now and i'm disappointed and i know you know them over there at ds and durga so i need you to get me some hand soap no promises but maybe Please. <laughs> I'm begging you. Love that scent. So good. They they have EDPs that you can buy a perfume. I know, but I want I, I, you want, want, the soap. I want the soap. Okay. I, I, okay. Well, we'll I'm see. Using, I'm using Big Sur after rain. We'll have to call David and see. In my house right now, but I want Debaser. It's so good. Yeah. What's the most dangerous smell you can think of? Dangerous skunks. How is skunks dangerous? Oh, that's just gross. I don't know. They're cute. No, that's scary. No, I don't want to be, you don't want to, they're cute until they spray you and then you yeah, gotta go take that, a tomato that, juice right, bath. Right. Okay, that, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first one that popped in my head. There's, <laughs> you, you can smell, like, so I live kind of by the mountains and with the second there's a skunk in the neighborhood, you're like, that's dangerous. You know, it's like, don't let the dog out. Right. Okay. I don't know why. That's the first thing that popped in my head. No, that, I'm that, running with it. We're going with it. If you were given one last smell as a final wish before leaving the earth, what would that be? 
would it be? Better be something good. Or at least memorable. Memorable. Or at least something that evokes memories. I don't know. I'd probably do, uh, I'd probably pick uh, Grove. We always, our house kind of always smells like Grove, so it brings me home. Uh, I know I said it smells like cooking, but we usually have one of our Grove candles. That's my wife's favorite of our scents, so we usually have Grove burning in our house. I love that. So you'd smell that and then you'd be like, like, I'm at home. I'm I'm, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much you can share, but it's always fun. And I know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you're always very forward thinking and forward looking like where, what's next? What's that next frontier in the next horizon? What's next for Drift? What are you most excited about? Yeah. I think we're still trying to pioneer the home space um, and make it more accessible um, across the board and and hopefully open up some more doors of where you can get it. Um, Hope that's teasing enough. And then uh, also, we want to kind of make sure that um, all the places in your life are kind of covered too. So, you know, moving into more atmospheric scenting across the board, whether that be your car, your home, um, and working with Sempert on the on the body as well and kind of moving into just every space and a, a sense of place is kind of our, our new go-to. So, How are you thinking about scenting a home? Are you thinking that it's something where people also experience a lot of nose blindness? So... It's a space where you need to change things up, or do you think it's a lot more like just find the one and stick to it? I think you're going to find both in a home. I think for, you know, a home's probably the, the place that you have nose blindness the most. I think you run into this when you go on a vacation or something and come home and you're like, oh, this is what my default scent is in this house, right? So I think, you know, you also have this other side of scenting, which is you, you kind of have prescriptive scenting where it's like, okay, I cooked something, I need to cover it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that plays a little bit differently in the home, but I also think people care more about branding their home, you know? So I don't think you're going to switch it out as much necessarily, but definitely seasonally, you know, and, and you want to kind of make sure that your home's vibe matches the time of year or whatever. Yeah. I think we've, we've like just scratched the surface of like what we can do with Drift. So awesome. well, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun. That was Maria Norislamova and Ryan Bayless from Drift based in Kaysville, Utah. You've been listening to Scent World. Know a fragrance lover who would enjoy the show? Share Scent World and bring them on a journey of self-expression through scent. Scent World is a Scentbird original series produced by Flowship. Today's episode was executive produced by Maria Nurislamova, produced by Mike Giordani, edited by Ramiro Gava, Mixed by Alex Roses. Production support by Peely Melendez. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.